Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It is day 491 since we came back on the air. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien. And today we're joined by our favorite special guest, Anna Thomas. Hi, y'all. We're thrilled to have you with us, especially on such a delicate topic. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to talk about Aunt Flo again, are we? No, Max. We wouldn't dare put your fragile ears in such an awkward position. Insert eye roll here. Just checking. We're not talking about menstrual cycles again today, but we are discussing something that is probably going to make everyone in this room blush a bit. The birds and the bees and teenagers. Oh, man. Don't panic, Max. We're going to keep this conversation PG. Listen, as we all know, I am not approved. Ha! But I am always concerned when we discuss these sorts of things, who may be listening and how uncomfortable it may be for them. It's a fine line we have to walk. That's all I'm trying to say. I understand. However, difficult subject matters does not preclude its necessity from being discussed. As evidenced by our last listener letter... Teenagers, even in the zombie apocalypse, even in a collapsed society, are still susceptible to risky sexual behavior. In fact, they may be even more susceptible now than ever. Absolutely. With such dismal access to contraception, increased levels of stress, and hormones still raging, we need to do a better job on informing our kids about what's going on in their bodies and with their interactions with other teens. This is a concerning topic to me. For one thing, as a pseudo-caretaker of the communities in the area, the thought of teenagers engaging in unhealthy behavior of any sort scares me. Another aspect is that I am a parent. My children are not teenagers yet, thank God, but this topic directly affects me. Have you thought about what you are going to say? when Uh, That would be a no. This last year has purely been about survival. Right now, I am trying to transition them from surviving to living, being in one place and making friends and going to school. If we are lucky and it gets to that time, then I imagine it will be several conversations filled with factual, science-backed information with some personal anecdotes thrown in there for extra measure. Anything is better than what I was told growing up. Keep your drawers up and your dress tail down. Yeah, the days of sparse sexual education characterized by patriarchal beliefs of gender roles should be over. Oh, you mean the type of talk that tells the girls to be chaste and pious but tells the boys to go sow their wild oats in every field from here to the mighty Mississippi? Yep, and it is the same structure that leads young women to believe that the responsibility of their sexual health and protection, i.e. condoms, belongs to their male partners. And if and when those male partners don't provide any because it doesn't feel good or it's unnecessary, both individuals end up in a precarious position. So I think when we discuss this topic with our kids, we need to let them know that this is mostly about being healthy and safe. As a good friend of mine once said, tell people the truth and trust that they can handle it. According to some of the books I've read, uh, many experts have recommended not a singular talk, but many conversations, given the complex nature of our bodies, our experiences, and our relationships. That makes me feel better. Can't imagine downloading a lifetime's worth of experiences and facts into my kid's head in a single talk. You know, thinking back on that time, I think the one thing that I wanted most from my parents is not for them to be experts, but for them to listen and to be transparent. Same. 
I often felt that whenever sexual-related content appeared in our lives, on TV or at school, and it did not fit with the overall philosophy or moral direction of our family, instead of discussing it, my parents just kind of... Ignored it? Made it seem like it wasn't happening? Precisely. It would have been really nice to have developed a sophisticated discourse around the matter prior to college. I think we're going to stop here for now. But this is surely a topic that we will revisit. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark, Agnes Drew, Max O'Brien, and Anna Thomas. Take care of each other.